Hello, thank you for listening to this podcast, which comes from the Northmore Team Ministry in Devon and was originally intended for the 11th of June 2021. I'm Stephen Cook, and the passage is the story of the death of John the Baptist from Mark chapter 6. King Herod heard of it, for Jesus' name had become known. Some were saying, John the Baptizer has been raised from the dead. And for this reason, those powers are at work in him. But others said, it is Elijah. And others said, it is a prophet like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For Herod himself had sent men who arrested John, bound him and put him in prison, on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because Herod had married her. But John had been telling Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to kill him. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he protected him. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he liked to listen to him. But an opportunity came when Herod on his birthday gave a banquet for his courtiers and officers, for the leaders of Galilee. And when his daughter Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests, and the king said to the girl, Ask me whatever you wish, and I will give it. And he solemnly swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you, even half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask for? She replied, The head of John the baptizer. Immediately she rushed back to the king and requested, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was deeply grieved, and yet out of his regard for his oaths and for the guests, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately the king sent a soldier of the guard with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison, brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl. Then the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard about it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. I wonder if you've ever come across someone who made you feel uncomfortable because they told you home truths about yourself and yet found them fascinating and wanted to listen to them for the same reason. That was the kind of relationship that King Herod had with John. Herod was married to Herodias. He had divorced his wife and she had divorced her husband, who was Herod's brother and they then married each other. It all caused what you might call a bit of a storm, because it was clearly against Jewish law to do this, and John the Baptist told Herod so in no uncertain terms. Now, first century despots did not take kindly to being told they couldn't do what they wanted, and Herod had John imprisoned. But there was a part of him that knew John was right, a part of him that admired John's honesty and authenticity, a part of him that wanted to listen to the truth. Herodias knew this. She knew that her husband was listening to this upstart who was telling him that his marriage to her wasn't legitimate and that she was protecting him. She knew how quickly these things could turn, how precarious her position was. Then her chance came. Herod held a feast and invited all the local nobility. There would have been a lot of drinking involved. And Herodias' daughter danced for the assembled guests, and the king was so taken with her that he made a drunken vow that she could ask him for anything she wanted, even to half of his kingdom. 
And the girl went to her mother for advice and Herodias told her to ask for the head of John the Baptist. And that's what she did because the king had made the promise in front of all his guests. He had no choice but to give her what she wanted. So a soldier was dispatched to John's cell and he duly returned with a severed head on a plate which Salome gave to her mother. It's a grim tale and a sad one. A good person brought to a pointless end by a combination of jealousy, fear, lust and stupidity. Salome could have had half a kingdom. Instead she got a gory head she didn't know what to do with. Herod lost the man who could have saved him. The world lost someone who Jesus himself described as the greatest of all those yet born. I'd like to look at the story through the eyes of the people in it. Let's start with John. John was a prime example of what we mean when we talk about speaking truth to power. It's a dangerous thing to do because by and large power doesn't like having truth spoken to it. People in power are used to being agreed with, used to being told that they can have what they want. The reason John managed it was that his indignation came out of his authenticity. That's why people flocked to him to be baptised, even though he called them all sorts of names. He was the very opposite of the smooth-talking salesperson. He was rough, he was raw, but he was genuine. And it was that authenticity that drew people to him. I doubt if any of us have the courage of John the Baptist, I certainly don't. But I think it's important for all of us to realise that our primary calling is to be authentic. Pretending you're something you're not might get you what you want. That's what all the sycophants around Herod did. But it won't make you happy and it won't make you useful in God's service. How can you be authentic? I suppose it starts by realising that God made you to be who you are and does not regret making you that way. You will have picked up some things which hide or distort God's intention. But fundamentally, you are an expression of God's purpose for the world and you should never be ashamed or hide who you really are. You're not called to be successful or beautiful or dynamic necessarily. You're just called to be faithful, faithful to the intention God has for you. John knew that and so should we. Let's think about Salome. Actually, we don't know that was her name from the Bible. Later, later accounts call her that. We just know her as Herodias' daughter. Although in Mark's Gospel, it, some sources seem to say she was Herod's daughter. It's not very clear. Either way, she allowed herself to be manipulated into becoming an instrument of evil. Maybe Herodias put her up to it, knowing that what an old lecture Herod was. Maybe that was just accidental. But when she had the opportunity to ask for anything she wanted, she didn't know what to ask for. I like the story. I, I heard it as a true story of a woman who got a text from her daughter which said, What do you want from life? She was a bit puzzled and a little bit worried to get her such a strange message and was mightily relieved when a few seconds later she got another text. Sorry, predictive text. What do you want from Liddles. 
What do I want from life is a good question we should all ask ourselves from time to time. And if you have a clear idea about that, at least in broad terms, we will be much less easy to manipulate. And when opportunities arrive, great or small, we will know how to seize them. If we never ask ourselves that question, then everything is reduced to the scale of what do I want from Liddles. What about Herodias? I want to be a bit careful here because it's easy to paint her as the Scarlet Woman, when in reality Herod needs to take responsibility for what happened. But she allowed her jealousy and fear to rule her. And jealousy and fear make very bad masters. She was ambitious and had gained power in the only way women could in those days, by marrying it. John was the thorn in her side, and if Herod listened to him, she could find herself with nowhere to go. It's pretty easy to silence your conscience. We all do it. Herodias would have been able to persuade herself that John was dangerous, that she was acting to protect her family. It's amazing how much evil can be justified when you put your mind to it. Our conscience is our defence against making big mistakes, and we need to listen to it, not silence it. Are there ways in which you are overruling your conscience? listen to it. And so to Herod. The Bible can be a bit confusing because there are several Herods. This is not the same one that was around when Jesus was born, of course, he had died long ago. This is Herod Antipas, the one Jesus was later sent to as part of his trial. He was a man ruled by his appetites, or perhaps you could say overruled, because he had a conscience. He did want to listen to what John had to say. He did want to protect him and didn't want to kill him. But he found himself boxed into a corner from which there seemed to be no escape. And in the end, he had to choose between doing the wrong thing or looking a fool. And he chose to do the wrong thing. Did you know that research has shown that reason, the reason people don't intervene when they see a crime happening is not fear of getting hurt so much, but fear of looking foolish. It's a powerful driver, and in Herod's case, the decision he made haunted him. And later, when he heard about Jesus' ministry, he thought it was John himself returned from the dead. The lesson for us, I suppose, is don't let your appetites or your fear of being, being, being a fool make you do something you know is wrong and which you will later regret. It's a sad and dramatic story, the death of John the Baptist, and there are lessons for all of us. Know what you want from life. Don't let jealousy or fear or your appetites rule you. Listen to your conscience. And, like John, be authentic, confident that God has called you to be who you genuinely are. May God bless this word to us. Amen.